Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Hot Rod Williams, Artist Gilmore, Joey Devine, Zydrunas Ilgauskas, Joe Barry Carroll, Sean Keen, Greg Ostertag, musical guest Paul Revere and the Raiders, and now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, and we are back from an extra long hiatus. With Sean Keen. Sean Keen, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, you may hear, you may be hearing Dallas, the official toddler of Round Ball Rock, in the background. He's watching his favorite movie, the B movie, inexplicably, Jerry Seinfeld's, uh, animated classic. Isn't that movie about a bee that fucks a lady? Yes. And there's, it's incredibly bizarre. There's like a 20 minute courtroom drama parody with john goodman in it uh he's also like kind of in the b military but the whole time it's also like observations about honey uh there are a lot of jokes about sting which you know pretty relevant the singer the stinger uh, how many the stinger not the singer he's a character and he's like the joke is called back a couple of times Ugh. You know, because of bees. Right, I get it. I get uh, it. This Dallas, though, does not harass anyone, even other toddlers. So, Dallas from Round Ball Rock 1, Dallas Mavericks 0. Man, what a way. What a... It sucks that Dirk has to go through that, man. Right. Well, anyway, I mean, we'll talk about that yeah. later. <laughs> uh, let's start with the woke-off, probably. We have a lot of... A lot of options here. Uh, it was a big week to two weeks in Woke. The Week in Woke. Wokeness is not a competition. Except when it is. Um, Laura Ingram, which from Fox News, uh, told LeBron James to shut up and dribble. And she's, Which, not, uh, she's not Dr. Laura, right? I don't think so. She's a doctor but also, without a postgraduate degree. I have a problem with her. My my biggest ta- problem with her talking shit to LeBron James is like, she pronounces her name Ingram, but it's spelled Ingraham. Like, get yeah, your shit a, together, man. Cracker. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so LeBron and Pop went after her. A lot of lot of people were. We don't really need to re-litigate that. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was pretty woke. Um, Steve Kerr had a lot to say about gun control. Mm-hmm. Uh, any quotes from Steve Kerr you'd like to read? Yes, there, Steve Kerr. Uh... Right after the Parkland shooting, he said, it doesn't seem to matter to our government that children are being shot to death day after day in schools. It's not enough, apparently, to move our leadership, our government, the people who are running this country, to actually do anything. And then this week, he supported the children and said, I'm very encouraged. We've got a generation that's grown up with these school shootings and mass shootings, and they're fed up. Historically, it's the young generation that has to initiate change. You think about the Vietnam War, all the old white guys who kept sending the troops off to fight this ridiculous war, and all the young people who protested had to make change create change. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, I think our first woke-off participant this year to denounce the Vietnam War, which uh-huh. is not the most relevant thing, but it's important. It, it was a pretty bad war. Yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah. Um, so Steve Kerr, woke as always. Also, uh, uh, the Warriors as a team, instead of going to the uh, uh, the White House to celebrate their championship, went to the African American Museum with Kevin Durant's old high school. Mm-hmm. And no, no media, right? I don't think it was a photo op. I well, there was a picture, but only Caspi was. Not in the picture, which was a little troubling, honestly. Zaza, yes. <laughs> Caspi, no. <laughs> um, I don't know what where Caspi was. Um, Steph Curry wore special shoes for the Obama Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like whatever. I haven't really seen the shoes. I'm sure people will criticize them online. Uh, I am pretty sure also that those shoes were not manufactured in this country. I'm going to need to see maybe like a certificate <laughs> or something validating that. But but good job, Steph Curry. Very charitable. Uh, yeah, good and, job. And now, my favorite guy, uh, Stan Van Gundy roasted the NCAA. Oh, amazing. He uh, said, quote, I think a lot of it was racist, quite honestly. And the reason I'm going to say that is I've never heard anybody go up in arms about, oh, my God, they're letting these kids go out and play minor league baseball. Or they're letting these kids come out and play minor league hockey. They're not making big money, and they're white kids primarily, and nobody has a problem. But all of a sudden, you've got a black kid who wants to come out of high school and make millions. That's a bad decision. But bypassing college to play for $800 a month in minor league baseball – that's a fine decision. What the hell is going on? I gotta say, I think Stan Van Gundy should probably run for governor of Michigan. Uh, he alienated the voters by saying he couldn't even look at them after Donald Trump, though. Yeah, but they le- that's what people like now. They like a politician <laughs> that just gets in your face and yells. And he's, like, kind of sloppy. You know what I mean? Like, just yells at people. He's um, like Stan Van Gundy is so woke. He's like the Trotsky of the hardwood. He really is. He's like <laughs> I, I I was I called him before the podcast like the Bernie wing of the NBA, but I think he's more extreme than that actually. Yeah, he's like uh, um, I don't know. He wants to tear the system down. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's like he's kind of like Antifa, I guess. Maybe. No, it's not even uh, that. He's like he's like know. he's like Stan Van V for Den- Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, remember, remember that day I drank a Diet Pepsi in front of Dwight Howard. <laughs> and also, I mean, it shows he's absolutely on the right side of history because once. Once Dwight Howard tried to get him fired, Dwight Howard's life has just been misery. It's just yeah. L after L after L. And so I think he needs to start focusing on, like, like the DeVos family in Michigan. Like, he needs to start calling out individuals, too. I mean, denouncing the NCAA, that's fantastic. But, uh, yeah. Would – here's my question. 
would Stan and Jeff ever run as like a ticket? No. Uh, Jeff is not political. He's not a political animal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the he's... only thing Jeff cares about is officiating for some reason That's now. Right. Officiating those ABC games are like unfucking watchable now because it's like an hour and forty five minutes of Jeff Van Gundy just complaining about the referees, but he's Uh also like sort of on the side of the referees. I don't know, man. And he's like, "Oh, nobody can get a technical," and it's like you coached the Knicks in the (laughs) nineties. What is the matter with you? He coached Ron Artest, didn't he? Yes. Uh, like it just it seems insane to me. Uh God. All right, yeah. And then Mark Jackson will just go along with it and then argue with with uh Van Gundy like he thinks it's really cute. And it's like Mark Jackson's just terrible. Just get him a co- <laughs> can somebody give him a coaching job? somewhere <laughs> or like a bigger church or something that will get him off the airwaves. Cause those games are a bummer. Mike Breen deserves better. Deserves better. Yeah. He, he'd like to, I, here's one thing that Mike Breen likes to do, uh, describe the action that's happening on a basketball court. He's really good at that. <laughs> and not like refereeing some kind of shitty CNN debate between two guys who, you know, haven't coached in quite some time. So, Sean. Yes. Who is the winner of the woke-off? I gotta so say. Far. Who's leading? I gotta say, I still kind of think LeBron is in the I, lead. I think it's definitely LeBron. But, it's, but it almost feels like it's like how he's the MVP every year. Mm-hmm. Because there are, there are certainly situations where someone is more woke than LeBron. But I feel like the degree of difficulty he has, he's, like, carrying a whole league in his wokeness. And also, you know, you think about his teammates, not the wokest team. (laughs) Isaiah Thomas, Shumpert. I don't know if they got more woke after those trades, actually. I don't. I mean, Ronnie Hood went to Duke. That's not a good sign. Um, Is George Hill woke? uh, I mean, he has spent a lot of time in Indianapolis. I don't think that's a great sign. Um, maybe Jordan Clarkson seems like he's kind of from an underprivileged NBA draft background. I bet Larry Nance Jr. is uh, fairly woke, but he also went to college in Wyoming. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that they got less i don't know that they got more woke but i think it's like woke addition by woke subtraction getting some of those guys out of there do you think wait oh Ty... you know they're less woke because Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Wade is, is woke. very yeah, woke yeah. and now he's gone yeah back to back to frustrating people in Miami did you see the game where he intentionally fouled Ben Simmons I didn't. It was so tight. I did see him. Uh, I did see him hit that game winner. Yeah. So right before that, in a tie game, he intentionally fouled Ben Simmons in the backcourt, which is such a like smart, but also such a dick move. <laughs> Just to be like, I'm gonna give you free throws because I know I can hit a jumper in your face. And actually, it worked, but it also didn't work because the Sixers did get a wide open shot from jj reddick and he missed mm-hmm. on it but he explained that he'd uh really meant to make the shot and his three-pointer was taken out of context so i guess i would say that lebron is leading the woke off i feel like steph curry is an underrated woke player but he's never gonna get the same credit no but he's also in a he's he, he's on a more woke team you know um, I don't think Steph Curry's ever going to win the woke off, though. I don't think I mean can possibly have it. He, he, I mean, look, here's here's the problem with Steph Curry and the woke off. He already had the biggest woke moment of his life and still didn't win the woke off that week. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Where the president tweeted at him. Uh-huh. Uh, 
and LeBron James still won the woke off that yeah. week because LeBron James is just better at woke offs. Yeah, and I think I think the you know, like if you took Steph Curry off the Warriors, the Warriors would still be a pretty woke team. Yeah. Where like the Cavaliers then you've just got like Dan Gilbert and a bunch of uh I don't know, like like I feel like Kevin Love, I don't know anything about his politics, but because he's Mike Love's nephew, yeah. He's you know, it's not good. <laughs> uh but yeah, in the in the executive division, I it I, I just love that wild card third party candidate Stan Van Gundy. Right. Like he's he doesn't have the platform that Kerr and Popovich have, but he's just burning he's got a blowtorch. Definitely. Unfortunately, probably not gonna make the playoffs. No. <sighs> Poor guy. Yeah. Just a bummer. It's because they lost Aaron Baines, man. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. (laughs) They did lose Boban, who may have knocked the Denver Nuggets out of the playoffs and delighted the world. I don't think that (laughs) that he knocked the Denver Nuggets out of the playoffs, but Boban was very good the other day. Yeah. Uh, It's just nice to see the Clippers finally on the other end of a team bringing their bench in down 20 points and improbably winning a big game. We should probably talk about the West playoffs really quickly. They're crazy. Uh, everyone but the Rockets and Warriors basically in the conference is in play here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the nine seed is three and a half games back of the three seed. And the, and three, the three seed just lost Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Uh, for a, a month. Jimmy Butler, a top 10 player in the NBA this year. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you've got the Pelicans where, let's let's maybe, let's go through a couple of these teams and the things that are going on with them. Like, sure. Like the Spurs. So we've got Kawhi Leonard is maybe coming back. Maybe. Uh, uh, but LaMarcus but Aldridge is Also, he may be. Be Robert. <laughs> yeah, and also Kawhi may be requesting a trade this offseason. It's very confusing. I have zero comprehension of what's going on with the Spurs, frankly. Uh, it, it confuses me to no end. Well, it so he's he has a long lingering quad injury, which may be a result of the bad, like linked to the bad ankle sprain he got in the playoffs. Like back in May, is that? Is yeah, that no, idea? no, it's a different injury. I mean, it's a quad injury, but I thought it. I thought it. Well, okay, I'm not going to blame Zaza for that. He's getting enough nonsense. Zaza's getting a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> but but basically, Greg Popovich said we only have X number of games left in the season. He's still not ready to go. If by some chance he is, it's going to be pretty late into the season. It's going to be a pretty tough decision how late to bring someone back. I'll be surprised if he gets back this year. And that kind of threw down the gauntlet, and Kawhi started practicing with the Spurs again. Well, and this, but the story that was going on was that Kawhi had been medically cleared by the Spurs for weeks, but was refusing to even practice with the team and was just playing pickup games with Boris Diaw and Matt Bonner. Oh, my God. What a, what a threesome. <laughs> How has Boris Dio not come back to the Spurs yet? Like his French league contract's over. He's around. <laughs> Maybe Boris Dio is not that good at basketball anymore. It's it's very possible. It's possible. <laughs> he may have uh for somebody that was never shy about letting himself go, um, actual that uh, yeah. He could be he could be pretty fat. <laughs> he had like a horse trailer full of wine that he took from San Antonio to Utah, so not a great sign, but you know. Um I he's fine though. He's Boris Diaw. That's yeah, he's, what he's, 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 that's what he do. 
He's he's oh. like one of the he has one of the best lives of any NBA player imaginable. <laughs> he just travels all the time. Um I don't think he's ever been married. <laughs> it's, it's like a gourmet coffee roaster. It's amazing. It's just too bad that he and Ricky Rubio didn't get to be teammates, that's all. Although it's I don't true. know if he's I don't know if he's prepared for this dark timeline Rubio that we're dealing with. <laughs> and that's a team that could still sneak in. You know, the Utah Jazz are in tenth place and they're five and a half games behind the three seed, so uh okay, so so uh half a game behind the Spurs in the fifth seed, uh the New Orleans Pelicans. With... Uh and Anthony Davis is possibly the MVP now. Yeah, he's like a stealth candidate, but I mean Russell Westbrook's team was the sixth seed last year, so there's definitely some precedent to giving the award to someone who isn't James Harden, even though they have a much <laughs> record. So Anthony Davis just has been really turning it on since Boogie got hurt. Uh, he averaged 34 points and 12 rebounds for February, uh, three steals, two blocks, 50% field goal percentage, and he's shooting 35% from three. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's a wild it's wild. So he could do it. His team is a lot worse than the Rockets, but also his team is a lot worse than the Rockets talent-wise. So, um, <laughs> And then the, the Blazers and the Thunder have the same record. The Blazers are six. The Thunder are seven by some tiebreaker I don't understand. Uh, but the Oklahoma City Thunder are adding Corey Brewer. Oh. That is not. Uh, I, I mean, he's he looked... going back to Minnesota. Here's the one thing about the Corey Brewer signing that I do kind of like is uh, there is a chance they have to play the Rockets in the playoffs. Oh, and uh, and uh, Chris Paul might just straight up have like Corey Brewer like flashbacks. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the other thing is he probably knows the secret passage to the Rockets locker room. So in case <laughs> there's a brawl, you know, that could that could help. Um, but, you know, they could they could use him, I guess. They don't have Roberson. So they're like, yeah, athletic guy who can't shoot. This is what we but who's, he's like another guy who weirdly shoots a ton. Yeah. Like, Corey Brewer is a guy who sucks at offense, but, like, uses possessions, like, a lot. Yeah. Uh, but he might be cutting into Joss Hustis's minutes. That wouldn't be I so mean, bad. I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who do you like the best of these five, six, sevens? Who do you think is going to finish ahead? The, uh, ahead? So it's the... Uh, Pelicans, Blazers, Thunder. I think I like the... Blazers, the best yeah, out of those I, I three. Do I do too. Uh, shouts to everyone in Portland. The thing is, I think they're going to last. They've got they're they're the most caffeinated team. Uh, they probably eat the most organic food. Um, they've dealt with some snow recently, so it, they're, it they're... would be so funny if the Thunder didn't make the playoffs. Oh man, it would be a delight. It would be. So hilarious if the Thunder missed the playoffs. If it was the Thunder, oh, man, I would love that. It'd be incredible. What's uh, your... I I think the T-Wolves are making it for sure. Mm -hmm. I think their cushion is too much and Towns is too good. Yeah, th these teams are all a half game behind the Spurs, but I think the Spurs are going to end up with the three seed, even with Aldridge. <laughs> even with See, Aldridge, I... they're just going to ride DeJounte Murray and Davis Bertans to the three seed. I actually wonder if like, the is Spurs that too much. I I just wonder kind of if the Spurs at this point are just like, you know, what if we had a lottery pick for the first time in a long time? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, they could they could turn. I just don't think they're going to be able to be bad enough. I just think well, but if they miss the playoffs, they uh, do. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're bad enough. Like, 
the 14 pick for the Spurs is like them having the number five pick. Oh, right. I just mean, I don't think they can get bad <laughs> enough this season to miss the playoffs. Like, they're just going to be running the system. They'd have to tank really hard. But, man, that would be that would be quite a stealthy pop move. I mean, but with Kawhi, not, probably not really coming back. I mean, he's quote-unquote back, but, like, he hasn't played basketball in months. So you think it's, like, uh, it's going to be like no a Spurs teardown? Yeah, like, and no Aldridge. I just kind of wonder if they're, if Pop is like, I'm going to drink wine now. <laughs> I just I just don't think he's capable of doing it. <laughs> I mean, he did do it for Duncan, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Uh, but, I mean, they were like, I think he's not that excited about getting the 14th pick. They're just they're just not bad enough. It's too yeah. late. But it would be weird if the Spurs didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean that hasn't happened since uh, nineteen. I just don't. Nineteen ninety-seven. I, I just don't understand like how they're winning. Like I look at that roster and I'm like, this roster fucking sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like I like have, Bertans, <laughs> but they've got they've got. I mean, it's not like they have a great point differential. They're not really that lucky. They are three and seven in their last ten games, so the wheels could be coming off a little bit. It's just they have a lot of wheels. Um, yeah, they're like a straight up eighteen wheeler. So, are we saying the Clippers are making the playoffs? The eight seed Clippers? I think they might be, I dude. I think they're for sure. I would put some money on that. Um, man, and then the Nuggets are the nine seed, but they have the same record as the Clippers. I think the Nuggets are making the playoffs for sure. I know a lot of so people who's going to drop the out. I guess I, a lot of people are picking the Nuggets to drop out. They just uh, have a very tough schedule, I believe. But Paul Millsap is back. Yeah, it was so Nuggetsy for them to lose that first game where Paul Millsap comes out because Nikola Jokic didn't take a field goal attempt until the fourth quarter. Sometimes it's like I the nu- nuggets that shit. I feel like he might be crazy. Hang on, I got pause again. I don't think Jokic is crazy. I think he is too young and too unselfish to like a fault. Uh huh. Because it's like to me, him not taking any shots when Millsap comes back is like again. It's similar to when the Nurkic thing when he was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'm the best player, but I'll come off the bench to right. keep everybody happy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and he there, there just needs to be someone who's like you just can't let this offense depend this much on Wilson Chandler. Yeah, it's like you have to be our best player, dude. I know you're 22, and like uh, you, your favorite thing to do is give, apparently. But like, time to take a little bit, Nicola. Mm-hmm. And you know he does have a little trouble with. Uh, really physical centers i think yeah but you know i think i think they'll be fine when Millsap's actually back like like wilson chandler being the bench guy instead of the one of the five starters uh it's a lot better yeah and like um say what you will about like street ball paul uh-huh. uh with all these injuries and stuff like He's maybe he's like probably a top fifteen player in the West now that everybody's hurt. Well, I mean, <laughs> Paul, dude, especially if you're playing a pickup game, you're just uh, on the and one tour. SBP, <laughs> baby. All right, so if you're picking a team to drop out, you think it will be the tanking Spurs? Well, also no. possibly the. I just. Who's who's gonna miss? I'm hoping. God, if it's the Thunder, oh. that would be the funniest. If it was the Thunder, I would be so into that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, the Pelicans have the worst point differential, but oh man, it's gonna be. It's very interesting to see what's happening at the top of the conference compared to what's happening at the bottom of the conference. 
Right. Where the Grizzlies <laughs> have managed to lose 11 games in a row and break the, the Suns' losing streak in their head-to-head matchup. Like, the Suns, <laughs> the Suns are very unlucky. A negative 8.6 point differential and somehow... Oh, you know what? Okay, they do have... I can't. They must do this by percentages. the The Memphis Grizzlies are technically half a game ahead of Phoenix, but uh, they can still catch them in the loss column. They're they're one behind in the. You know how they talk about the loss column when they're assessing teams' playoff chances. The Grizzlies yeah. have a clutch eighteen. They're one behind in the win column, and they might not win again this season. They're gonna draft someone stupid, though. Yes. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> They're going to draft like Bomba. Um, Robert Perez already got his draft board and it's locked in. And John Holmberg is <laughs> just going to keep crying himself to sleep. Um. All right. So I think th- I I said the Jazz are missing out already. Yeah, I think I don't think they're going to do it. <sighs> so just... I have to pick one of these teams to drop out. One now? of these teams to drop out. Yeah. I think. You know what? I I don't I don't believe in the Clippers actually. Oh, I, um, I know I just said I thought they were going to make it, but I just don't. I can't believe in the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of <clears throat> okay with that. Man, the Nuggets have played a lot of home games. That's the only that's the only thing I would say against the Nuggets. They've played 33 home games, so they got a lot of road games to go. But uh, no, I believe in them. I believe in them. The, the playoffs will be so much better with the Nuggets in them. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. And I think it would be kind of hilarious if the Blake Griffin trade resulted in both teams involved getting the nine seed. <laughs> like, God, the biggest trade in years. What happened? And it didn't really affect them that much. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh... Do we want to talk about Mark Cuban, the leader of the Brokaw? I mean, we should. He's been leading the Brokaw all season, by the way. Mark, fuck Mark Cuban, man. I'm out on Mark Cuban. So, uh, so there was a giant sexual harassment, just a nightmare work environment on the business side of the Mavericks, and Mark Cuban, because he was openly talking about tanking, just got a six hundred thousand dollar fine. Yeah. Uh, which good for them finally deciding to tank. Uh, <laughs> but like, do you understand that you can just do that and you don't have to <laughs> say it? Well, yeah, you just can't do that when you're a self-aggrandizing frat boy asshole. <laughs> ah, that guy. So, uh, do you think that Adam Silver memo about tanking is going to make any difference? No. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, We're seeing insane tanking already. Like, the Bulls are tanking on, like, a level I didn't realize they had in them. Well, Isaiah Thomas appears <clears throat> to be trying to tank and failing. <laughs> like, he's just, like, he's, like, leading way into uh, clubhouse cancer. He's like a clubhouse cancer who's like, do any radiation or chemo? And he's like, actually, I'm going to take up smoking cigars. <laughs> also, I'm going to handle some uranium. Uh, no. But also, you look at these teams, and I like look at the Suns, and I look at the Grizzlies, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, there's no reason to expect that they would win any games anyway. So Right. So I think the exciting games are when those terrible teams are playing each other just to see what might happen. We could see a Mark Madsen three-point shootout replay again. Oh, for sure, dude. And that wasn't even – that was for tanking for the five seed in that one. Imagine what you could do if there's a lottery pick at stake. <laughs> um, yeah, Mark, Cub- Mark Cuban, you're leading the broke off. Uh, yeah, fuck Mark Cuban. I don't really want to talk too much about that. No, it's just it's that de- really depressing uh, sexual harassment thing because this is a show about jokes. Yeah. Anyway, Mark uh, Cuban and... has been, is, and will continue to be total bullshit. Yeah. 
Uh, Wesley Johnson died last night on the court. Yeah, at age 47. Um, Uh, Rest in peace, Wesley Johnson. It's, uh, you know, it's tough when millennials have that happen to them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's like, I think that's, I would say that Carlos Boozer in the rookie sophomore game is the only thing I've seen that's as insulting and degrading. Yeah, that. what was really it would have been one thing if Harden had shot the ball after breaking his ankles. Mm-hmm. But it was like a straight up and one mixtape. He just stood like there. he broke his ankles and then stood there doing nothing. And mm-hmm. Wes Johnson assumed he had shot it, so mm-hmm. didn't even try to get up. Uh-huh. And the game like <laughs> stopped. <laughs> <laughs> the game literally stopped for yeah. like three seconds. Well, and the entire Houston Arena did like a Rucker Park style. Oh, at once. It was amazing. And the only one who realized what would ha- had happened on the Clippers was 39 year old Milos Teodosic. The only man in who... the NBA older than Wesley Jones. <laughs> <laughs> who ran from the. Who just abandoned his man. <laughs> Just to like, try and close out on the shot. I think it was like, I don't even feel like it was a closeout. It was like, you know, there's a, I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but there's a, there's a point when uh, the the witch Melisandre's threatening to burn someone at the stake and Jon Snow mm-hmm. just shoots him with an arrow. Because like, if he didn't run at James Harden, Harden might have stood there for like 10 seconds watching right. him on the ground. It was like, we at least have to end this. I'm very old. I'm just going to run at him to like make sure Wesley Johnson doesn't kill himself after the game. Yeah. It was wild. I got to say, James Harden uh, may have won my MVP vote with that one. Like, like the, the greatest, the most valuable thing that you can do in the NBA, the most dramatic is to take a human life. <laughs> it's true in the NBA it's true in the League of Shadows um, yeah good, uh, a good, good on you James Harden I think it's kind of funny if James Harden doesn't win the MVP though mm-hmm. um, just because for him to come in second every year is so, like so, so hilarious it'd be so funny I mean like I just wonder if he could get some, like, strip club-related injury that, like, knocks him out for two weeks. And it doesn't really affect the Rockets or his future performance, but, like, Anthony Davis just continues to be a monster, and Harden's like, yeah, again. <laughs> Sorry, dude. This is Chris Paul's team now. <laughs> um, all right, another thing that happened is uh, Kobe talked to Shaq. But uh, we don't need to talk about that because Dave ain't here. Suck it, Canvas City. <laughs> um, here's the thing I most wanted to talk about, Sean. Yes. Uh, the Sloan Conference was last week. Yes. Uh, and every podcast I heard about the Sloan Conference, they talked about how President Obama spoke at it. Mm-hmm. But they all said they weren't. They all signed NDAs or something and weren't allowed to talk about what Obama talked to them about. Yeah, people, it was like, did everybody sign an NDA? How did that not get leaked? I don't, I don't know. But I think we should figure out right now what we think Obama was talking about. Okay. Talk to those nerds at the Sloan Conference about. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, I think Obama, like people are talking about it, and, and I think it was like, a well-researched, kind of boring presentation denouncing uh, wind shares as a basketball measure. This is Obama <laughs> saying, like, I uh, looked at uh, these numbers, and uh, I've been a fan of Dennis Rodman, but uh, they're overrating rebounds. It's just sometimes this is a, it's a team stat, individuals. Just look at uh, Russell Westbrook, and then it's, a, it's just a lot of that. And I'm like, wow, that was... You know, that the wages of wins is not really that relevant anymore, but I guess Obama had been working on the paper since he was a senator and he just wanted to <laughs> wanted to put it out See, there. 
I think it was more inflammatory. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he told them that America is tanking for the number one draft pick, and that's why it's <laughs> such a garbage fire right now. <laughs> that we just want Luka Doncic to be the president of the United States. And some people oh. are like, well, I don't know if those European <laughs> stats really translate. I was like, he's a, he's a transcendent figure. And I, you know what that means? Vice President Anthony Randolph. Yes! <laughs> a five-tool vice president just forgets about most of the tools. Bad. He would make a great vice president. I he would. Say. He really would. He's fiery. Uh-huh. Uh, he cries at the right moments. Uh-huh. Oh, that was great. Uh, finally, we would have a trusted ally in the Balkans, <laughs> Slovenia. They've been um, really mad at us since Sasha Vujicic got cut. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, Goran uh, Dragic made the all-star team. That was the first step in uh, healing the Cold War between the United States <laughs> and Slovenia. <laughs> Um, another thing I think he could have talked about, uh-huh. uh, I think he told us uh-huh. that the president's book of secrets <gasps> foretold the Derrick Rose injury. Oh, wow. Yeah, from, <laughs> from National Treasure, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, while we've been recording the podcast, uh, our, the official toddler of the podcast... Dallas has been watching Mulan and it appears that Mulan is a war criminal. Yeah, yeah. She, you don't know that? She causes an avalanche that murders thousands of soldiers. Yeah. I don't I don't One of those soldiers? Uh-huh. Pat Tillman. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. He quit the Chinese Basketball Association <laughs> to fight Mulan. <laughs> if um... only if only the WCBA had existed, Mulan could have just been a very successful point guard. This is like a nightmare war crime that is happening right now. Um, another thing that I think Obama might have talked about, I just think he wants to reform the one-and-done rule. But unfortunately, yeah. uh, he's got to pass it from the Republican owners in the NBA, and I feel like they're going to they're gonna sell <laughs> be like dan gilbert uh another thing i think he did i think he spent the entire time talking shit about uh pod save america oh and he was like i know you all have podcasts Uh so you can't tell uh, anyone these guys uh... were uh speech writers (laughs) for a while low level people in the administration Why is anyone trusting him? Did you hear what they said about the 2016 election? I mean, it's ridiculous. Love or leave it, I would leave it. I I did leave it. He's like, keep it at 1600. It's not 1600 anymore. Get get rid of it. And then finally, he was like, I'll tell you what. Best podcast Uh out there. Take it or break it. Take it or break Corbin it. Smith. Corbin, Corbin Smith. He's uh, he's hairy. He's uh, I like it when he talks about his lover, Maureen. I like to see that kind of relationship. Uh, good questions. And uh, I think he's a little like harsh that. on John Wilms, though. A little, little yeah. mean to Wilms. I don't like uh, how the mainstream media is treating Wilms. He's good. Good question. He's a friend of mine. From Chicago. From Chicago. Uh, <laughs> loves literature. And uh, he's a sign of uh, the hope we have in the educational system. Uh, I can't, uh, believe, I can't believe Obama is such a TIOBI fan, but I agree. I agree. It's a great podcast. Uh, um, another thing I think Obama talked about, I think he revealed to them which NBA players are aliens and which ones are not. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I think also, um, I think he, he announced that Michael Beasley has been taken off the no-fly list. <laughs> he's also he's also going to pardon Ron Artest for the Malice in the Palace. He oh, revealed that man. was a secret pardon he made at the end of his term. 
because he remembered all the, the time that Ron Artest played for the Bulls and applied for a job at Best Buy. Circuit City. Circuit City to Circuit get the City. employee discount. <laughs> um, all right. Well, maybe that's our, maybe that's our quiz. Talk about? <laughs> that's a quiz. We don't bother saying the slow cards. <laughs> no, that's all. Uh, uh, did you want to talk about that Thaddeus Young graphic real quick? Oh, that was incredible. The It was a very Indiana Pacers thing and a very Thaddeus Young thing. Uh, the Let me explain <laughs> what this graphic was. Um, uh, so the Indian, Indiana Pacers last night ran a graphic that said, players with 800 games to average... 13.5 points, uh-huh. 5.9 rebounds, okay. <laughs> 1.4 steals, uh-huh. 49% field goal shoot percentage, and 30% three-point shooting. <laughs> so and only five... the players, all, there's only five players that do uh-huh. that, and they are Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, uh-huh. LeBron James, Whoa. and Thaddeus Young. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so good. Uh, um so, so question much. for you, Sean. One point four steals. <laughs> if, if you bump that up to one point five steals, do you think Thaddeus Young stays on the list? I don't think so. I also think if you bump it from five point nine to six rebounds <laughs> Thaddeus Young does not make the list. It's the perfect encapsulation of Thaddeus Young's career. We'll put the graphic on the Round Ball Rock Twitter. I just, I love Thaddeus Young, but I love that graphic even more. And it feels like a really super Indiana thing. Like it's akin to them being like, yeah, we'll get anyone that went to college in the state of Indiana. (laughs) We're going to support our boys. I, I like that. I like, I like. I like an irrationally supportive fan base like that. I do not. <laughs> well, I, I guess I like an irrationally supportive graphic staff for a team. Yes. <laughs> uh, they're going to retire his jersey, aren't they? Thaddeus Young's? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I honestly, look, I care about the NBA more than any, pretty much everything else in my life. And I'm not sure I could tell you exactly what season Thaddeus Young joined the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> it could be five seasons ago. It could be this season. Pretty, I could not tell <laughs> I think it was last year. <laughs> I think they... Uh, well, now I can't remember because I was like, they traded for him. It was, they gave it was up a last draft off season. Pick. It was last off season. Yeah. Yeah. Because they added all those old guys. And it was like, this will keep Paul George. <laughs> Monte Ellis. Thaddeus Young. Get him in there. Al Jefferson. Um All right, Sean. Yeah. I think that's our show. Yeah, any... I guess it is I guess it is. Is there um... anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I got some stuff. I don't know if it's going to run on Yard Barker or like MSN, but there's a lot of... I got a thing coming out that's... Uh... Oh, Jesus. Sorry about that. Um, I've got some stuff coming out on Yard Barker. A Academy Awards for Sports uh, should be up on Monday. Should be fun. Oscar related. Mm. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Yes. Whereas this week I tweeted, Amarillo, I have the flu, but I'm going to still dance the hardest I can at tonight's show. My butt is aching from the shots I had to get. So if I'm wincing, that's why. Oh, he's literally butt hurt. God. Trust the process, everybody. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go yeah, home. Let's get home.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.